It's my show. Well, another second worst holiday of the year finally passed. Yeah, it wasn't so bad this year. Yeah, mostly because we hid the bedroom and Mama and Daddy turned off all the lights. Bah humbug. Wrong holiday. Look, 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 look. Hey, cousins, how was your weenies? Don't have one, never have. It's called Halloween, Mo, not weenie. It's actually called Chewini, but that was another episode. It was nice to go on a walk with you that night. Really got to understand this weird, fleshy tradition about murder, mayhem, and candy. I especially love the costumes. You know, the cat that was dressed like a doggo. That was Cheez-It, and he was just fucking with you. And the squirrel acted like a zombie squirrel. Nope, that wasn't acting, it was dead. Yeah, pretty sure it fell out of the palm tree the day before, and the crows got to it. Oh, and then there was that cockroach dressed as a rat. No, that was just a huge cockroach that was eating a rat. Anyway, I already have my costume idea for next year. Mo, we don't dress up for Halloween. It's against our beliefs. It's a rude, inconsiderate thing that fleshies do to their pets just so they can take social media pics to get likes from their friends. Shameful. Right, 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 right. I'm gonna go with Mozart. You know, the composer. Amadeus. I found a wig already. Isn't that better? Please don't use that word. It's bad enough that me and Zuckerberg share the same initial. Anyway, Mo, did you not hear what we just said? It's against our beliefs. We doggos do not celebrate Halloween. It's undog-like. Yeah, like you'll get your dog card taken away. Well, I don't have a dog card. Where do I get a dog card? It's a figure of speech, Mo. Well, anyway, every doggo subscribes to their own beliefs. I can't just follow you blindly like a lamb. You mean sheep. Same difference. I think Halloweeny is officially my favorite holiday. What? I really love it. Plus, it's right around Uncle Mike's birthday. It is? Really? Wow, now that's embarrassing. You guys don't even know when your own father's birthday is? <laughs> no, I-, I knew. Yeah, yeah, I knew too. Oh, shoot, is that why they left us those nights? Oh, right, you mean they got all dressed up and actually left the house? Yeah, I think Mother even put on jewelry. She hasn't done that in, like, years. Daddy wore color. Oh, no, we missed Daddy's birthday. Oh, well, we'll just give him a few extra licks later when we see him. I mean, what can we doggos really do anyway? Bake him a cake? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I do with the minge is I give her extra cuddles that day, and I make sure to stare at her a lot so she knows how much I appreciate her. Oh, yeah? Do you also write her love poems in a birthday card? <laughs> I would, but I don't have opposable thumbs. The truth is, just us being around is good enough birthday present, right, Z? Yeah, right. But maybe we should just give him an extra few cuddles just in case. But his birthday is past. Well, we can still give him extra cuddles. From the skyscrapers of New York to the coast of California, this is Doggo News. This story hurts our hearts. Yeah, this story is terrible. Sorry, guys. Apparently, Dr. Fauci's NIH division shipped part of a $375,800 grant to a lab in Tunisia that drugs beagles and puts their heads in some mesh cages filled with sand flies. What? How is that even legal? It's called animal testing, Mozart, and fleshies commonly do it in the names of curing or saving fleshies. That is terrible. Yeah, what's worse is that the United States does not require animal testing to pass FDA rules, so a lot of fleshies are wondering why this kind of animal testing is even necessary. Humans are terrible. You know, I heard that in the alternate universe, fleshies lie down with their heads locked in mesh cages and flies attack their faces. But there's also scorpions and rats in there, too. Is this an alternate universe, or is that your karma dream? Both. You know, there's a saying, put yourself in other people's shoes? Well, I say, put yourself in our paws. Yeah, fleshies, come on! Even though this takes place in another country, the fact that you're using... 
American taxpayer dollars for this cruel behavior is unconscionable. We should protest. Start making the signs, Mo. In our next Doggo News, a mysterious gang called the A-Team say they've rescued dogs that were trapped by red-hot volcanic lava on the island of La Palma in Spain. The dogs were trapped and emaciated from not having any food to eat, and some drone operators were dropping down food before they planned their rescue mission. The planned rescue mission was a big ordeal. A 110-pound drone with a large net on it to grab each dog one by one was going to have to fly above them for about a quarter mile over flowing lava to safety. The drone operator would only have four minutes to lure the dog into the net and then about another four minutes to fly them out. Oh, wow. So, uh, what happened? Miraculously, a group called the A-Team already somehow got them out and left a large sign that said, quote, Stay strong, La Palma. The dogs are fine. Signed, the A-Team. 80s superheroes. Not quite. You're right. They're more like a band of misfits. I love Mr. T. I pity that fool. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, how did they rescue him? Nobody knows because the area is off limits for safety reasons, so the thought is that whoever went in and rescued these poor doggos probably wanted to stay incognito so they wouldn't get busted for breaking the law. You fleshies are really wonderful. Two seconds ago, we just talked about how horrible they can be. Well, that's the thing. They're imperfect, but still luggable. Like me. Well, I'm glad at least you admit that you're imperfect. Nobody's perfect, Z. Except me. Nobody. And in our final doggo news story, a fleshy fight broke out earlier this week at a dog show in Miami. Video footage showed punches and chairs being thrown at the dog show attendees. Wow, I wonder how the doggos reacted. You know, I'm actually okay with this. If you fleshies want to fight each other, that's fine with me. Just don't go and put dog heads in a mesh cage with killer flies in them. Word! No arrests were made, but the show did get shut down early. You know, I heard about this at the dog park the other day. Apparently, the beer virus has made fleshies way less considerate to other fleshies. You would think that a year being holed up away from everyone, that they would miss the camaraderie. Yeah, I'd be sniffing all kinds of butts if I hadn't seen a dog in a year. But the exact opposite has apparently happened. Fleshies have somehow forgotten how to treat other fleshies, and they're acting crazy in public to strangers. No gentle butt sniffing there. More like a bunch of ass kicking instead. Can't we all just get along? Ah! Jesus, Andy, relax. It's just a door. Nobody ever comes to the door. Who's at the door? Well, why don't you find out? No, I'm comfortable on my bed. Mo, go see who it is. Okay. Look, 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 look. Oh, it's Ivan. Hey, Ivan, how you doing? Hello, my friends. It is good to see you all. Oh, hey, what's up, Ivan? <laughs> Should have known it was you. You're the only one that ever knocks. What does everyone else do? Well, the witchy cats just appear out of thin air. Mozart comes to the back, usually, and other than that... The only other visitors we get are the packages guy and the mail lady. I see. Well, I can't stay long. My new fleshy's parents are right outside waiting for me to continue our walk. So it all worked out. Congratulations, Ivan. Yes, we are neighbors. I live right down the street from you two. Well, that's great news, Ivan. Fantastic. Welcome to the hood. So how's it feel being in a forever home, Ivan? It's great, right? No more scrounging for food, regular baths, nap time is less stressful since you're not always thinking about someone who's gonna shank you while you're sleeping. Yes, yes, and uh, yes. However, my name is no longer Ivan. My new fleshy parents have changed my name. Oh, I hate it when they do that. For the first few years, my name was Maya. But then when Mama and Daddy got me, Daddy changed my name to Indiana because he's such a movie nerd. I myself was named Zetterberg and never had a name before that. Just one and done. My previous Mehead owners called me Blue Crystal. I never really understood that. Anyway, what's your new name, Ivan? Rakim. Who? Rakim. I am named after a famous rapper from the 80s. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know he is. No offense, Ivan. I mean, Rakim, but, uh, you're white. 
Color is just a construct, my friend. Yeah, we're mostly colorblind anyway. Having to deal with black dog syndrome my whole life, Ivan. I mean, Rakim, I have to say it's a little hard to hear that coming from an entirely white dog. Okay, okay, okay. Let's not get into a debate. Fact is, we're here celebrating Ivan... I mean Rakim today. No, you're right. I'm sorry, Ivan. I mean Rakim. I'm genuinely happy for you. We wanted you to get you into a forever home since Andy was hit by that car, so... Yes, yes. Thank you, Andy. And I owe it to all of you and your witchy cat friends for helping me to find my new fleshies. Uh, now I'm just going to have to learn how to rap. Oh, well, look no further, Rakim, my friend. I can help you. I don't know if you know this, but I am a grandmaster rapper of the Doggo world. Oh, really? Oh, boy, here we go. Monday's Mutts. This week's Monday's Mutt should probably have been a Monday's Mutt for uh, about a month ago. Why is that? Well, we found her story just recently, but her story on the moth actually aired in September. We're just chalking up to doggo time. So what happened? Well, Linda Fontania went on the moth. What's the moth? The moth is this thing that fleshies do, which is to tell true stories to audiences, and sometimes those stories get put on national public radio. Oh, no, that sounds horrible. I don't want to air any of my dirty laundry stories. Well, it's a good thing. I don't wear any underwear. Otherwise, that would be a problem for me, too. Anyway, Linda Fontania was brave enough to go to the moth and share her story about how she was severely depressed and dealt with PTSD after being a military nurse for many years. Oh, wow, that is hard. Yeah, so she had this German shepherd named Gina, and when she got back from one of her deployments, her husband at the time told her that he wanted a divorce. Oh, no, that's double hard. What a jerk. It happens, Mo. Sometimes fleshies have to break up. Oh, tell me about it. I know all about the breakups. Why, Layla, why? Sorry. Anyway, go on with the story, Z. So, feeling extremely down and depressed, Linda decided to go to a park and hang herself from a tree. Like to swing from it? Yeah, she was going to make a human swing for herself. Uh, no, guys. Uh, like, she was going to go to the park to tie a noose around her neck and kill herself. What does it kill yourself mean? It means, like, you're gonna, you know, send yourself to the clone farm. What, like it's a one-way ticket to the Rainbow Bridge? That's how you want to think of it. Yeah, okay. So wait a minute, it's like a, it's like a fleshy putting themselves to sleep? Exactly. So do you still need to call a vet? No vets around, just you and a noose and a tree. A noose? What the hell is that? Shut up, Mo. Go on, Z. Anyway, she had her dog Gina at the park with her, and well, before she could tie the rope around the tree, Gina found a stick. To poke and kill her with a stick instead? Because that might be less painful. No, Mo, I'm sure that's not why the stick was for, right, Z? Yeah, Andy, no. Look, Gina picked up the stick with her mouth and then made Linda play fetch with her. Oh, of course, it makes total sense. It's always good to get a little exercise in before your fleshy kills themselves. The fleshy didn't die, Mo. She's the one telling the story, right, Z? Exactly. So instead of killing herself that day, Gina the German Shepherd wagged her tail and got excited for Linda to play fetch with her. And in that moment, Linda realized that she needed to stay alive so that she could take care of Gina. Oh, what a beautiful story, aside from the fact that Gina was going to kill herself in front of her dog. And she didn't think about that in the first place. <laughs> Obviously, she wasn't 100% mentally, you know, sound. Gina the dog saved Linda. And now they live happily ever after with their life-saving stick and without the stupid husband, of course. Yes, Mo. And luckily, Linda met someone new and she remarried. 
Well, maybe that'll happen for me someday. Come on, Mo. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm over her. It's just, you know, it's a good drinking game by now. Anyway, what a great story. Yeah, but unfortunately, Gina passed away. Oh, no. Well, doggos die young. It's our way. You know, Mozart, some fleshies think that we doggos die young so that we can teach fleshies to cherish life. Yeah, isn't that some bullshit? Fleshies, always making it about you. Anyway, here's to Linda and her late doggo Gina. This week's Monday's Mutt. This week's Monday's Mutt is brought to you by our Fuck Kibble Tiro Patreons. Alicia Larson, Olga Ekman, Bailey, Lexi, Teresa, Willie Walter, Stife and Tambo London and Jasmine Paris. The truth is, my bad boy Z, I have no interest in becoming a rapper. No? Well, that's probably a good thing because <laughs> I really don't need the competition. What I'm really looking for is some advice on how to be homeschooled dog. I mean, a house-trained dog. Oh, yeah, there's a bit of a learning curve there. We all had to go through it, that's for sure. Including the parents. So, any advice? Yeah, number one, don't shit in the house. Or pee. They don't like that. Although they do it, hypocrites. You don't shit where you sleep, that's a prison rule. But I thought in prison they do shit where they sleep, you know, like in the same room. Well, that's true. I think the same is you don't shit where you eat. That's a good point, too. Can we get on with it? Oh, I have a good piece of advice for you, Ivan. I am all nose and ears. Perfect your I'm sorry look. That will get you out of any bad situation. Is this true? I mean, unless you're Indiana, because her I'm sorry look (laughs) looks more like I'm psycho look, and she ends up getting created. (laughs) What is created? First off, I'd like to interject that that was the old me. The new me says I'm sorry all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, crate is where you go to get away from the fleshies, you know, when you need some alone time. It's also a place where your fleshies stick you when you're a bad doggo. I don't see that happening with me. I'm very respectful to new Paul Rents, and, uh, this is what you call them, yes? Paul Rents, the Rents, mother and father. Mommy and daddy. The minge. Otherwise known as the fleshies that feed us and pick up our shit. Yes, that is also a very confusing and quite funny thing to me. Why on earth do fleshies like to pick up our poop? Little green bags, I find it quite amusing. They're making some kind of fermented poop stew with it, I think. It's supposed to be good for their gut. What? <laughs> That's kimchi, you fool, not poop stew. Gross. I think they like to pick it up because, you know, they like to feel the consistency of it in their hands, you know, like they're, they're holding on to a warm bag of cheese. That's ridiculous, Andy. I mean, who holds a warm bag of cheese? It feels exactly like what it is, a warm bag of poop. Well, sometimes it's steamy. But the real reason they probably pick our shit up is because... It's the law. No, because they love us so much, they want to know what it's like to be inside us. I don't think that's why. It is. Breed of the Week! This week's Breed of the Week is the Bulldog. Oh, I love these guys. They make me feel like a supermodel. These medium-sized doggos could weigh up to 50 pounds and have an unmistakable face. Lots of loose skin around their forehead, a pushed-in nose, small ears, and a jutting-out jaw. And let's not forget their strut. Bulldogs walk like they mean it. 
whether they're trotting around in a play or just walking across the room. These guys know how to use all four paws. Bulldogs may be cuddlers, but they also could use brisk walks for exercise so they don't get too overweight. Their noses can cause labored breathing, so during hot summers, it's best to keep them near an AC. Bulldogs are sweet and loving and easygoing, and they're known to love chew toys for the majority of their lives. Just make sure to train them early on because they can get food and toy possessive. Bulldogs can range from 12 to 17 inches tall with a lifespan of about 8 to 10 years. Too damn short! They are often regarded as the national symbol of England ever since World War II, since many have noted that Winston Churchill resembled the bulldog with his tenacious personality. In the United States, the bulldog is also the mascot of Yale University, named Handsome Dan. And at the University of Georgia, their bulldog mascot is named Ugga. In Mozart's dreams, the bulldog is often how I see myself in the mirror. Keyword there, in your dreams. <laughs> Some famous fleshy parents of bulldogs include Ozzy Osbourne, Pink, Adam Sandler, Michael Jackson, and Brad Pitt. I wouldn't mind being owned by Brad Pitt. We don't call it ownership on our show, Andy, remember? Well, I don't mean owned in that sense. These doggos should be kept an eye on whenever around bodies of water because of their short legs prevent them from actually being swimmers. If they fall in, they will sink to the bottom. Sounds like a bunch of lugs to me. <laughs> Is that what happens to you, Mozart? Is that why you're afraid of the pool? No, I am afraid of the pool because the abyss calls me to the bottom. The Bulldog. This week's Breed of the Week. Well, friends, any other words of wisdom for me before I depart back to my forever home? I have to admit, it's a bit strange to call it that. I don't think so, Ivan. You'll do great there. What she means to say is, don't bite anyone, Ivan. Yeah, that's never a good idea. Well, I will not. I am having a bit of a hard time adapting to this dry pellet food they keep giving me. It is definitely not the same as the El Pastor scraps I used to get behind the Leo's tacos. It's called kibble, Ivan. Fuck kibble! Yeah, you might have to get used to it, though. It's the trade-off for having a comfortable bed every night. I do enjoy not having to watch my back all the time. I was losing a lot of sleep on the streets worrying about coyotes. Oh, I hear you, Ivan. When mother and father first got me, I think I slept for a month straight. Well, my friends, I am off like dirty shirt. Now that we are neighbors, maybe we can go for a walk sometime on the ropes. You mean leeches? Oh, right. Is there some kind of handbook for all of this? You know, follow the leader? <laughs> no, but that's a good idea. A handbook for dogs. But most of us are illiterate. Oh, just word of mouth then, huh? Yes, for us doggos, we depend on oral history and the smell of our pee. Okay, friends. Thank you again, and I will see you soon. Bye, Ivan! See you, Ivan! Digging deep. And doggo health. The Zeddy and Indy Show do not claim to be experts in pet health, and anything they say is meant for informational or educational purposes, and not intended as medical advice. Please consult your veterinarian when treating your dog or pet. Also, fuck kibble. In today's Digging Deep, we're going to talk about reverse sneezing. Oh, I know all about this. Yeah, don't I know it. But my condition has remarkably improved. It really has, but we'll have to get to that in a moment. Reverse sneezing in dogs is a condition that can be, if you don't know what it is, kind of alarming at first. But it's quite common with doggos and isn't thought to be harmful to them. Basically, it's what it sounds like. Instead of sneezing by blowing out air out of the nose, reverse sneezing is when a dog pulls air rapidly into the nose. The condition it is also known as paroxysmal respiration. Bless you. It's reverse sneezing. So then, you bless. The exact cause of reverse sneezing is unknown, but it can be triggered by allergies, an elongated soft palate, or even dogs with narrow nasal passages are commonly affected. In other cases, it can be caused by collapsed trachea, nasal tumors, or polyps, or foreign bodies, so if the situation becomes more frequent, it might be good to check with your vet to see if an x-ray might be in order. Can we talk about me now? 
Yeah, go ahead, Z. So, I used to reverse sneeze all the time. But then, when I got put on my heart medication, it seemed to go away. I barely reverse sneeze anymore. Uh, that's true. Maybe it was somehow related. Maybe. Of course, everyone is different. So, do your due due diligence. But if your doggo seems to reverse sneeze a lot, make sure to rule out a heart condition, too. Whoa, would you look at the time? We gotta wrap this thing up. I've got a big meeting today back at my place. A meeting, Mo? Yeah, it's where some meat meets Mo. <laughs> Get it? Meet Mo. Meet Mo. Oh, DJ. Well, I guess we should get to a section for my book, then. 865 Reasons Why Having a Dog Is So Much Better Than Having a Kid. Reason number 501. Bicycles. This is gonna be a fast one. I mean, have you ever seen a dog on a bike? No, not really. No, I don't think that I have either. But kids, if they don't have a bike sooner or later, well then, you know, they just get ostracized. Bikes can be expensive. The next thing you know is he's outgrown it. And then he needs another one that's even more expensive. I'm guessing the average amount of bikes a kid needs in his childhood is probably at least three. But when you have a doggo, you need... Zero! Zero. Yeah, we don't need no stinking bikes. Honestly, we don't even need a skateboard. Although there have been quite a few skateboarding doggos, especially of the bulldog breed. I think rolling around on four paws is just good enough for me. Word. So there you have it, fleshy friends. Reason number 501, bicycles. Thanks again for tuning in, fleshy friends. Make sure to find us on Facebook and the Gram and on TikTok where we're getting very close to uploading some fun videos that we've been working on. It's really taking forever. Well, we're perfectionists, Mo. I don't know if you've heard, but the reason TikTok is so popular is because it's not perfect. We gotta show our authentic selves, you know? Yeah, I, I can be authentic. <laughs> what? I'm authentic. Authentically full of yourself. Whatever. And don't forget, folks, you should all become Patreon so that you can get early access and pretty soon even more bonus episodes where we'll be riffing on all things fleshy from a furry point of view. Yeah, pretty soon it's where you'll be able to listen to our past catalog of episodes. But as of now, they're still available online for free. For as little as three bucks a month, sign up at patreon.com slash the Zedian Indie Show. New episodes drop every Monday. And on Fridays, if you're a patron, Patreon. So until next time, smell, smell you later! later.